1: The following broadcast is an encore presentation.
0: Opinions expressed in the following program may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State.
2: Keep on trying till I reach my highest ground.
0: Life in Colorado.
1: Hello and welcome to Life in Colorado. This week we're going to be talking about hunger in Denver. One in 11 families are are dealing with hunger-related issues. Now, I don't like to bring up topics that, that are heartbreaking without some kind of hope. So let's start with a little hint on what the hope is going to be. Richard, have you ever heard of a gentleman by the name of Daddy Bruce Randolph?
0: I've heard of him. Don't know that much about him other than he was sort of a legend in North Denver and helped a lot of people and built a strong community of you know people helping one another. And he helped a lot of people personally. A very good man and a legend in Denver.
1: I mean, I learned about him uh, just this week, of course. Bruce Randolph, he was born in the 1900s, uh, well, specifically 1900, in Arkansas, a farming community in Arkansas. Uh, he did it all. He was a bootlegger, a shoe sign man, a janitor, and eventually he drifted to Denver, where he decided to to be an entrepreneur. He borrowed a thousand dollars from the bank and set up shop in his son's backyard. He started a catering business actually. And he even designed his own fire pits and eventually he opened up the spot, Daddy Bruce's Barbecue, and that was in nineteen sixty three and you're yep. right. Yep, Denver, North Denver. Yep. He chose to to share his blessings and to feed the hungry specifically on Thanksgiving. And it's a tradition that has continued by the Epworth Foundation ever since. Uh, Daddy Randolph passed. Uh, they've kind of been trickling up and trickling up, and and they just feed uh, families on Thanksgiving Day.
0: Yeah, it's a wonderful ministry, and it's a sort of a, an institution in the Denver area, But and it's, it fills a real need. You know, we have a sandwich line at, at uh, Holy Ghost Catholic Church, and, and that... There's, there's a lot of people that visit that every day His Uh good work continues.
1: We're going to be speaking with Jeff Knost. He's going to talk to us a little bit more about what the foundation is doing this year, how people can sign up, and he's going to give us a little bit of history on daddy Bruce as well. Great. So we're going to take a little bit of a break and then we'll come right back with
0: pastor Jeff. You're a successful sales pro. You're making good money. So what's missing? Do you need something bigger than commissions? Salem Media Group in Denver is seeking an integrated marketing consultant who shares our sense of mission and wants to grow with a great company. We need an experienced, uncompromising self-starter who understands selling, marketing, and ad strategies for digital and broadcast. Join our team and fuel that fire in your belly as you work with existing clients and develop new business in the Denver Metro. Go to salammediacom slash careers for more.
1: We are going to actually get the season started. And I know there's a certain time of the year when everybody decides it's time to give. And honestly, it's now. <laughs> From now until about the end of the year, donations as far as food, nonprofit, time volunteering, they increase. So let me give you an organization and a direction to focus that energy toward. The name of the organization is called DenverFeedAFamily.org. It's, it's got a rich history that we'll, we'll definitely get into a, a little bit toward the end. We have Pastor Jeff Knost, or Pastor Jeff. He's going to talk with us about food donation, hunger, n- not in China, not on the other end of the world, but right here where we live with our friends, our family, and our community members. Thank you, Reverend Jeff, for joining us.
3: Oh, and Thank you for having me this morning. Thank
1: you sir now uh, let's talk uh, a little bit about your background. Obviously, as a pastor you've had some some definite impact on people spiritually. but when did you get into to donating food and, and helping those who are less fortunate?
3: When I came to uh, Epworth in about two thousand and six as an assistant pastor, uh, there was a the Denver Fita family was just getting started and was uh, distributing baskets and we started with about 2,000 baskets and uh, every Thanksgiving trying to give them a complete dinner turkey vegetables potatoes cake all the things you would need to feed a family we'll say between four and eight depending if you have hungry teenagers or not what weighs about 45 about between 40 and 50 pounds and since then it's grown every year we've probably over the last 14 years we've estimated it's hard to keep track of About eighty thousand families, or about about five hundred thousand people, have eaten on Thanksgiving because of the efforts of the Denver Feeder Family, which started as a grassroots type situation, has grown to the community. Now it's called Denver Feeder Family because uh, a lot of the city, uh, the people in Denver, have embraced what we're doing and want to be a part of it through uh, volunteering and through donations. Okay, now
1: let's get into the organization. Uh, You mentioned that it was started uh, way back in.
3: It's been about 14, so it would be 2000 and, uh, let me do my math, Uh, 2004. 2004.
1: For myself, as far as, I mean, obviously I wasn't raised with a silver spoon, Mm -hmm. and and we were taught to to work hard, you know, do what you need to do to take care of yourself, take care of your family, but in the last, I want to say 10 years, I've noticed a shift where we're all still working, we're all doing all that we can, but ends are not meeting for the working class in our community. Folks who are going to work every day, who are contributing to society, are poor. Uh, Have have you noticed that trend where where individuals who who should be enjoying the American dream are struggling?
3: Yes, yes, Uh, particularly the elderly, uh, because they're on a fixed income, but the inflation keeps going up. The prices keep going up. Uh, in the, we're in the Five Points, uh, Cole, Manuel, Whittier area, which has always been a challenge. And now through predominantly a uh, minority section of African-American and Hispanic and some Caucasian, but through gentrification, the community has changed. The uh, so there's businesses is coming in, but everybody seems to be struggling. There are people working every day, and we're struggling. We have a food bank that originally had opened two days a week. We had an elderly, a lot of minorities, a lot of single moms. Now it's everybody from every walk of life, every ethnicity coming in because they're just trying to meet, make ends meet. We go through between 1,000 to 2,000 pounds of food every week. We pick it up fresh, and by Thursday it's gone. And we clean up, and we start again next, the next week. So, and it's hard because sometimes we've had to close down early because we didn't have any food.
1: Olivia And and what do you need? What can we do to help? Wow!
3: Besides pray, that's the first thing we always need to pray. But uh, uh, be concerned, as our theme is this: or you can make a difference. Any gift, any donation, uh, whether it's financial, uh, whether it's food, whether it's volunteering, every gift helps, and we need and we need all three. Just don't think this is don't think your gift is insignificant. Even if it's five dollars, even if you drop by some canned goods you have in the, in the cupboard, or you come down and volunteer for a couple hours to help us uh, load food up, unload food, pick it up, every minute, every effort, every effort you give is valuable and is a really appreciated.
1: And you said that this year's theme is "You can make a difference."
4: Yeah,
3: you can make a difference. Yes.
1: How'd you come up with that? I didn't come up with it. Uh,
3: one of our our board members came up with that. A, a lady who has a big heart and just labors very very hard, uh, College Green. She came up with it, and, and I thought that was great. We've it is. Last year it was it's not a basket, it's hope. This year, people don't realize that even what little they have, they can make a difference. Everybody can make a difference. We can make a difference in each other's life by just smiling at somebody, or waving at somebody, or being kind. And driving on the interstate. <laughs> Which is a challenge.
1: Okay, I was going to say, now you're asking too
3: much. <laughs> <laughs> that is a stretch sometimes, isn't it?
1: Yes, yes. Now, on a serious note, um, according to the, the research that, that I was sent, one out of 11 Coloradans are dealing with issues of hunger. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate?
3: That's a lot. That's a lot. And it may not be they don't have food, but they have to choose with their, with their finances. Do I pay for my medicine? Do I get a bus pass? Do I get kids' clothes? Uh, the elderly are struggling, single parents. Even well, people who have two working adults are struggling, and they have to really, really budget hard. And so I would say it's probably an accurate figure. One out of 11 have some kind of hunger issue.
1: Um, there's a, a deadline in place uh, of November 5. Uh, what's that a deadline for?
3: Well, that's for signing up for the baskets. We we want to know that we have uh, – we don't want to do, be like the, uh, the airlines and overbook. In other words, pe- more people sign up than we've had baskets for. That's that's not good. But we want to be able to sure that everybody who's signed up gets a basket. Also, we're trying to get all our donations in as early as possible so we know that we can – None of the the food is donated. We have to purchase it all. Now, we have merchants that give us discounts, but we have to buy approximately 300,000 pounds of food. Now, one of our partners, uh, Arden Mills, is donating 5,000 five pound bags of flour, which is 25,000. And Arden Mills has been a good partner with us. They've been with us for several years. But they're donating that, but 90% of the food we have to purchase.
1: How does a person sign up to receive a basket?
3: what you go to is you go to denverfeedafamily.org and then it'll, it will put you to the epworth foundation thanksgiving and you click on that and it'll have three spots it'll have donate volunteer and nominate and nominate is where you nominate your family just it's a little uh, easy link you just fill out the information and hit submit and uh, that's all you do and for the same thing for donate and for volunteer
1: if you'd like to volunteer it has information just click on the three links so once again, uh, to sign up, to, to be a family that receives a basket, mm-hmm. the deadline is November the 5th, and they need to go to denverfeedafamily.org. That's denverfeedafamily.org. Correct. But to volunteer and donate... You can keep doing it every day, and, and, and a
3: basket runs about $25 to $30 a basket, and we, depending on the prices, and we're still working on that. We try to keep it as economical, but... We say between twenty-five and thirty dollars a basket, so you can donate a basket, two baskets, four baskets, whatever. Just I've, I put it like this: if a, if a thousand people buy four baskets, then we're we're pretty close to making our budget. And that's easy, isn't it?
1: Actually, yeah. I mean, it, you make it sound easy. <laughs> you make everything sound possible. You're you're really pretty well, inspiring. <laughs> so it I'm is possible. You just have to realize
3: I I can make a difference.
1: Now. Here's the good stuff. Now, the, the origins of your organization date back to the 60s to a gentleman by the name of Bruce Randolph. That's correct, yes.
4: Daddy Bruce was a legend in his own time. The Lord says you have to give to receive. He brought a lot to our community. He brought hope to these people down here. Daddy Bruce started feeding the hungry and the poor. And I thought to myself, you know, I mean, who's going to be giving food away? He said, no, man, I mean, the whole community is out there. This man is feeding the whole community.
0: From his meager
4: beginnings, with very little or nothing, he was able to share some of the blessings that he had. He fed thousands upon thousands upon thousands. He said Christ fed 5,000 people, and he wanted to feed 5,000. And he
1: brought hope, and he started helping us and showing us there is another side, and there is a blessing that's coming to you. When you give the help, A little bit
3: about daddy bruce daddy bruce randolph had a barbecue restaurant uh on bruce uh, then 34th and about uh, i think it's gilpin no you know franklin street and uh he just loved people he's his license plate said god loves you and so do i and he began feeding all the people in the community who come through his barbecue restaurant he, he donated uh, all the food all the fixings and it grew uh every year and it kept getting bigger and bigger and more people got involved and so and I believe he passed away in 1994, but we're carrying on his legacy. Uh, we started with a few thousand baskets, and it's grown and grown and grown and grown. Last year we did 6500 but the, fu- the funding's not there. The prices have gone up, so we're down to 5000 this year. But it's still always going to be in his honor and his legacy because he's the one who laid the foundation. He was the one that showed us, you know, we c- I can care. And he dug into his own pocket, his own resources, and fed the whole community. And we're talking about three, four, five hundred 500 people sitting around
1: having a great Thanksgiving dinner. So an example of one person who made a difference. Yes. a Lasting decades worth of difference. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So big ups to Daddy Bruce Randolph. Yes. Why should people donate?
3: Because we care. I've always... There's there's a parable about uh, the Good Samaritan, and and the question was always asked, you know, Jesus said, who's my neighbor? And really I want to know is not who's your neighbor. What kind of a neighbor are you? That's That's what it's all about. We want to make sure that the person next door to us is not hungry, that we have fences between our yards, we have security gates, we don't know. And people move away sometimes, and you don't know they're gone for six months. And that's not good. We're get, we need to, instead of being isolated and dividing, we need to come together as one. I, I look for the fa- fact when Denver Feed-A-Family doesn't have to do it because everybody's taking care of their neighbor and made sure that the people next door or their family, everybody is fed. That's my goal, to make sure that I'm, I'm what kind of a neighbor am I? On the website, there's contact information and phone numbers and emails. If you have any questions, just you can email us at infoepworth.org. But it's on there. You can just click on. There's a phone number you can call. Uh, We're trying to get as many people we can to monitor the phones because they are just ringing, ringing, ringing. It's seven days a week, twenty-four, almost twenty-four hours a day, I believe. If I'm there, I. But when I walk, when I pull up, the phones are ringing. When I drive away, the phones are ringing. And we're doing. Just be patient. We're doing the best we can. Because everybody here is a volunteer. Nobody gets paid to do this at all. We Everything donated goes. There is some logistics, but 98% of it goes all to the food and to the people.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much, Reverend Jeff, for joining us today. And, and we wish you the best on your donation drive. Oh,
3: It's going to come to God always has come through with us every single year. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh.
2: Who's back?
1: Thank you so much to Pastor Jeff for joining us on the show and is sharing information about his organization because it gave me a chance to research a daddy Bruce Randolph, an amazing man who took time out of his life to give back to so many people. Usually when we end our show, I I do a, you know, Richard is a producer, I'm your host, yada, yada. But considering the the climate that we're living in now and, and how much we need each other, but don't really acknowledge it. I decided to end on a a really special note that that I dug out from the archives. This is Daddy Bruce Randolph, and he's delivering the I Have a Dream speech. Incredibly moving and incredibly needed now. So, Richard Robertson is the show producer. I'm your host, Maria Oliver, and this is Daddy Bruce Randolph with I Have a Dream.
4: I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the meaning of its creed, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day, on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by their the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today, I have a dream that one day down in Alabama, with its vicious races, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification one day right there in Alabama little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today I have a dream that one day every valley shall be With this faith, we will be able to hew out the mountain of despair, a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jingling discord of this nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together. <clears throat> to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day. This will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning, my country, tears of thee, sweet land of liberty. Of thee I sang, Lord, where my father died, Land of, my, of the Pilgrim's Pride, from every mountainside, let freedom reign. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom reign from the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom reign from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped mountains of uh, Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill, mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring. And when this happens and when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up That day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the Negro Old Spiritual, free at last, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. (laughs) Praise God
0: If you have questions or comments about today's program Please call 303-750-5687 Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado